he was just like, sure, little girl with the podcast, I'll come on your show, right? Like, it was crazy. Like, these people that have these insane lives, they're just like, yep, no problem. People are so generous with their time. It's just, it that's been really surprising. That was Kirsten Parker, and this is episode 40 of the Inspired Souls podcast. Hi, I'm Carolyn, and I'm a roadrunner. And I'm Kim, and I'm a trail runner. Welcome to our podcast, where we bring the communities of trail and road running together and explore the parallels between running and life. One of the many interesting things about podcasting is when complete strangers say it feels like they know you, and that is exactly how I feel about today's guest. Kirsten Parker is the host of Women Run Canada, and I can't tell you how many miles I've logged getting to know her as she talks with Olympians, running legends, race directors, and community builders who share our passion for this fantastic sport. We pull back the curtain on her decision to start the podcast, how she books such incredible guests, whether she ever gets starstruck, and who's still on her dream guest list. I even had the pleasure of co-hosting an episode with Kirsten where we interviewed my hometown running Shiro, Paula Wiltsey. In her day job, Kirsten is the operations manager for the Manitoba Marathon. We get into the challenges of event management during a global pandemic and what changes we can expect as in-person races start to return. Kirsten started running in her late 20s during a Winnipeg February, which is pretty hardcore, and has racked up her fair share of miles on Garbage Hill during her lunch breaks. As a runner, event manager, and podcaster, she is giving back to the running community in more ways than most. So without further delay, please enjoy our conversation with Kirsten Parker. Kirsten, Kim and I are absolutely thrilled to have this chance to interview a fellow podcaster, a runner, and a Winnipegger. So thanks so much for making the time for us and welcome to the show. Gosh, thank you so much for inviting me. Well, we can hardly wait to pick your brain. You, of course, are the host of the amazing Women Run Canada podcast. And for those of you who haven't listened to this podcast, you must, must, must check it out. Um, but it's been gaining momentum since October 2019. So we want to hear all about that. But first, let's learn a little bit more about you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, like you guys said, I'm in Winnipeg as well. I've lived here since I was about 14. And I live with my husband and my son, who is 10. Uh, I work with the Manitoba Marathon in my day job, as I like to say. <laughs> yeah, and that's about it. I do that. I do the show and I try and run in, in normal times, hang out with my friends and family. Sounds like the perfect life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It sure does. And uh, on your show, which I've listened to so many times, I just love it. And you get amazing, amazing guests on there. But your standard first question on that show is, when did you first fall in love with running? So I'm going to turn that back on you. When did you first fall in love with running? For sure. Um, well, I think that my experience with it is probably the same as many other runners that I got peer pressured into it. The first time I, <laughs> I was working at a chiropractor's office and one of the ladies I worked with, Nicole, she's run, she had run many half marathons at that point. And she said, guess what we're doing? We're going to run the Manitoba half. So you should probably start training. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Let's do it, I said. And so um, the funny part of it is that she decided that we were going to start training for it in, I'm going to say it was probably like February. So mm -hmm. my first experience 
on a training run. We're using that term in big air quotes, training run. It was snowing outside. It was blowing in our faces. We ran up Grant. The sidewalk was like blown in snow. I think maybe we ran a mile and that might be generous. And I was like, this is the stupidest thing I have ever done with my life. I don't know why I am doing this. It was the worst. But Nicole's like, oh no, we're doing it. You keep training. And so I did. And so we ran the the Mantle Marathon. The half marathon was our was my first start line ever. And I had the same experience probably a lot of people have where you have hit your first uh, finish line. It doesn't matter how many times you cried before you got to that finish line, two, maybe three, whatever. Nobody's judging. And I was hooked. It was done. I was, uh, that was it. I was, I was never going to stop. Well, it's pretty darn amazing that you saw it through from starting to run in a, in a Winnipeg winter. Yeah. Winnipeg February at that. (laughs) Yeah. I can't explain that for sure. (laughs) Well, and the race, like the Manitoba marathon is notorious for being on the first really hot weekend of the year. Like the weather switches (laughs) right before father's day and then everybody's just suffering because they have not heat trained. That's very true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. So Kirsten, where does running fit into your life now? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, as as many other people, yourself included, are doing homeschooling right now, not as frequently as I'd like. <laughs> that's for sure. But you know, in an, in normal times, I I'm a lunch lunch break runner, so I like to take my break at lunchtime, go for my run, come back and eat, and that's part of my routine of the day, which works out really well. And I have a friend who I who's now my running partner that I peer pressured him. <laughs> When I started running, I was like, you should do this too. And then he started doing it. And now he is my dedicated running partner. So we run together on the weekends and we we run most of our races together now as well. So yeah. Oh, that's amazing. It's so good to have a running buddy. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yes. And are you training for anything right now? Well, what are we, are any of us training for right now? <laughs> yeah. Well, like Carol and I had signed up for WPS, which obviously didn't happen. And so, you know, we're working towards doing the virtual half of that. And we talked about doing a virtual full again. Last year, Chris and I did the Toronto waterfront the whole shebang. So we did, you know, the mm. half, the full, the 10 and the five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, you have the whole month to do it. So like, you know, right, you're doing, right. yeah, you're doing the mm. mileage and training anyway for the marathon. So it's really not as daunting as it sounds. Right. But uh, he's like, oh, we should do a fall marathon again this year. And I said, okay, well, yeah. Okay. Because we were supposed to run Chicago. Uh, we got in on the lottery in 2019 and then obviously didn't run last year. And then we decided that we did not want to try and do it this year, that we were going to wait until next year. So hopefully we'll be in Chicago next fall. So. Oh, amazing. That's my long-term plan too, oh, is to get, I was supposed to run oh, yeah, that's right. last year. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Well, maybe we'll be on a start yeah. line together because I imagine you can't run the Manitoba marathon. You're working no. like crazy that day. Yeah. It's funny. People ask us all the time, oh, do you run it too? And then we say, yeah, I'm running all day long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's starting at two in the morning. Completely. Yeah. And it's, it's fairly true. Cause like, you know, I count, I, I have my watch on and I look at my mileage by the end of the day, I usually have walked about a half marathon's worth of, of miles. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. Doesn't take long from them dad up. <laughs> No, it doesn't. No, not when you're going all day like that. And I bet you that's just a wild day for you. Like you're running on high the whole day. Completely. So you are the operations manager for the Manitoba Marathon. How did you come to work in that role? So it's kind of funny because Rachel, the executive director, she had come to me and said, oh, we have this uh, position that's going to be coming up. 
I'm going to send you the outline for the position. And uh, maybe you can tell me if there's anybody you can think of that might be good for this role. And so she sent it to me and I was working, I was working at Maple Leaf Foods actually at the time in HR there. And she sent it to me and I thought, oh, this looks amazing. And so I said, I do know someone. (laughs) I emailed her back and I was like, um, could I apply for this job? And she's like, I was hoping you would say that. <laughs> yeah. And so then I went in for an interview. And it's funny, actually, when I went in for the interview, the position I had applied for was their programs coordinator at that time. It wasn't for their operations manager. Lori was still there, Lori Penton, who was the operations manager for 30 years. And in my interview, we all sat down together at the table, all four of us. And Laurie had said to me, because he knew I was a runner and he knew I ran the the marathon, or not the marathon, but, you know, the half like every year. And uh, he said, well, you realize this means you can never run the race ever again, right? Oh, yeah. Right? And I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, I realized that. Yeah. But it was that little moment of, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) And probably as soon as you said, yeah, I'm okay with it, they're like, hired. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was it was interesting. It was a, it was an interesting job interview, that's for sure. So, yeah, I bet. Yeah, so from the outside looking in, it would kind of appear that this is a bit of a dream job. Do you find it that way? Do you see it that way right now? Well, right now, not so much. Well, you know, I mean, it's been it's been a wild year for sure. 2020 right. was a crazy year to be in events, never mind race events. It certainly was a learning curve and there was a lot of like it was, mm. it was sad and it was hard a lot of the time and races were taking a lot of flack, really. I mean, you guys know, yeah. like Ottawa Marathon got ripped to shreds because they weren't giving refunds and stuff. And it was really hard to be on the other side of that and know exactly why they weren't giving refunds. Because if they did that, they would go out of business, you know, and right. it was hard to watch a lot of what the race directors went through and stuff. But on the flip side of that, it was also nice to see how everybody came together and, and has been working together ever since to try and bring us all back to the start line. Wow. So what on a normal year, (laughs) what is your favorite thing about Manitoba Marathon weekend? Okay. So this year will be my first year as operations manager and the operations manager is like technical. So that's like doing the route and working with the people that put up the signs and working with the, you know, the police for the road closures, like all that stuff. So that will be what I'm doing this year. In past years, what I've been doing is as a programs coordinator, I organized all the volunteers. So like about 2000 volunteers over all the, the groups, including medical. And I also worked with the kids program. And so the reason I mentioned that is the Manitoba Marathon has this program called Champions in Training, where they work with school kids. So like I used to go to the schools and like do presentations for the kids and be like, the marathon's awesome. You guys want to run, right? Like it's the best, right? All that pump. Um, what a great job. Right. It was super fun. It was really, really fun to get to do that. So then on race day, you guys probably had passed me. So, you know, when you're coming into the stadium, that last stretch up the rapid transit, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So mm-hmm. that I stood there with my radio, like watching for people in distress and watching for traffic right. and stuff like that, like runner traffic, I mean, right. Directing things in the right yep. directions. Um, so I got to stand there and then I would shout and cheer people on for, you know, about two and a half hours until I didn't have a voice oh. left. But part of that was <laughs> the kids coming in right? So you see these kids coming in and hitting that, like that last chunk of time. And you guys know, right? Running that last chunk, you're just about out of gas, but you're so Mm -hmm. close and you can feel those emotions that these little kids are having coming into the finish line. And it's like magic watching those kids come in. 
And what a thing to run into the the stadium. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is just a little ribbon across a road. This is a football stadium, man. Like, wow. Well, totally. And the first year we ran into the stadium, we didn't use the rapid transit. We came around the building. I don't know if you guys ran that year, but we came around the building. And as far as like um, participant traffic coming in and leaving the stadium, it was a nightmare. But that first year, I wasn't outside directing traffic. I was inside on the field directing people in uh, and working with the medical people. And so because of that, like you guys know, you come in off the ramp into the field, like onto the turf and watching people's faces, watching their eyes light up when they hit that turf. It was so great. It was like drugs. Like it was so great. It was just such a high watching these people come in and knowing how hard we'd worked to get them there. It was really, really special. Wow. Um, it's bringing me back to 2019 because that was like our first full summer here. We moved here in the middle of summer 2018. So that first year, we didn't know much about the Manitoba Marathon, but my husband ran the marathon. But the kids' school, just to your point, they had this whole program and the gym teacher got them there, I think, every three times a week in the mornings. And they would do this little progressive training plan in advance of the Manitoba Marathon to run the, I think it's called the Super Run. Yeah. Yes. It's called Super yes. Run. Yes. And it's like 4.2K or something yeah. like that. So, anyway, I did it with both our kids. And you're right. It, I was like, kind of emotional like the kids there were so many kids and they were all just like having so much fun it was just such a great experience so like hats off to you all because it's just such a fantastic weekend well thank you and yeah the kid the kids race really is like it's family oriented and so seeing those those people like parents come in with their kids or like people running running with their strollers like that's one we allow strollers for and stuff and it's just it that one is really special to watch the kids and especially the one year the kids were coming in past me and this one kid said I I know you you came to my school and I was like yeah. oh. <laughs> so you're like it's working, it's working. totally <laughs> totally yeah it was awesome. so cute oh how rewarding so the marathon is still set to go as an in-person event yeah. on September 4th 5th weekend I believe it is yeah Crossing fingers, what changes can we expect to see in September with regards to COVID? Oh, gosh, yeah, a lot, Kim, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) But we all know there will be. But, yeah, can you give us a bit of a heads up? For sure, yeah. Like, so our – like, first and foremost, we, as you said, we're running over two days. So we're doing the 5K and the 10K on Saturday. And then Sunday will be the half, the full, and the relay will all run on the Sunday. Um, So that's obviously in an effort to reduce those numbers at the race site. And then also we are reducing the numbers of registrants. So it's 3000 cap for those days. And we just sort of spread the numbers out accordingly between those events to make that happen. And if we get closer to date and we can add more people in, maybe we will, but we haven't really crossed that bridge at this point. And Mm -hmm. so this year we are not running into the stadium again to reduce those touch points. And and also like they have stuff going on in there with the, with soccer and football, their schedule is very in flux. And so it's right. It's easiest just for us to be running on the road. So we'll start and finish right on Chancellor Matheson this year. So it feels a little old school (laughs) starting and finishing on the road. And then really like it will be, you know, people will come for their, their start time chunk 
um, show up in their little corrals. And then we're going to do um, those sort of beat starts. I don't know if you guys have seen uh, what they've been doing. In, like New York Roadrunners has been doing it. Grandma's is doing it, right? So we're going to bring people in lineups to the front and, and people will start every, I think we're doing every five seconds. We're having people go off. Uh, in their own lanes so that we can okay. keep people spaced out as much as possible going on to the course and then hopefully kind of maintain that, right? Um, those distances between yeah. runners as well. Well, you know that runners are just so grateful for an opportunity to line up, period. So we'll just do whatever. Yeah, we'll I know. Well, we kind of feel that way. And, and you know, it. we're going into it with that attitude really specifically is that you know, we're grateful to be able to give people the opportunity to come back to the start line. And, you know, we're, we're hoping that all our messaging will be received and listened to, right? Because as runners, we're notorious for receiving our emails and not reading them. <laughs> but mm-hmm. We're hoping people will read through all the material and make sure that they're prepared the best they can be. But also, like, obviously, we want people to race and enjoy that race aspect. But also, we're hoping that people are more focused on the safety of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 So, so we're, I think they will be, I think, I, so I, think. I think it's like Carol said, people are just really happy to get back to a start line. Yeah. So we're ready to do it. <laughs> yes. Cannot wait. So uh, shifting gears just a little bit, we'll just take a little left turn here. Um, you, I mentioned in the intro that you are the host of women run Canada. So, as podcasters, we know podcasting is a lot of work, and we also know that it's a ton of fun. So first of all, how did you decide to start Women Run Canada, and what do you like best about it? So in 2019, Manitoba Marathon hosted the Half Marathon Championships. I'm, I think you guys are both aware of that. Mm-hmm. So we had a bunch of elite athletes coming in as part of our commitment with Athletics Canada we had to have a, um, a media session on the Saturday afternoon before the race on the Sunday. And so, you know, Rachel was going to do that to stand up and, and ask questions of Trevor Hoffbauer, Dana Pitoreski, and who was the other one? Dylan Wikes, that was the other one, right? So we needed questions. So I was like, well, I'll do that. So I did a bunch of research and, and made up some questions. And then we had the media thing, which I didn't get to see because I was too busy running around. <laughs> but I saw the beginning of it and I was like, oh, they're answering my questions. This is really fun. <laughs> this is really neat. So you had to make the questions, but someone else asked. Yes, them? Rachel did it because she's the executive director. So I was like, here's your notes. Right. Have a good time. <laughs> But yeah, so I, I wrote the questions and I just, I really enjoyed the process of it and I liked it. And and then strangely, we're into the summer and there's a podcast I listen to that's an American podcast. So I don't, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but it's called The Alley on the Run Show. Have you ever listened oh, to it? Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. So I was going through a small obsession with that podcast at that point in time. She's great. So great. And so then there was this weird kismet where she had an entire episode she said I have a lot of questions people ask me a lot of questions about doing the podcast and how it's done and she did an entire hour talking about the mechanics of how she does her Mm -hmm. podcast and I was like this right (laughs) I was like this is super bizarre timing because it was something I was starting to think about and then she just basically answered every question I had so it was super bizarre and then I was like well I don't know I don't know right I started to feel nervous about it and um ben the guy that runs uh, i run magazine kaplan yes ben kaplan yeah he's an acquaintance obviously through the running and stuff and he's he's a 
fantastic human being. And so mm-hmm. I said, well, can I just call you? I just want to bounce this idea off of you. And he was like, uh, this is an incredible idea and you should just start doing it. Like, he's like, you need to stop thinking about it and just do it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so <Wow>. I did. <laughs> That is so cool because like, obviously we've started one too. So we know kind of, did you do all that legwork yourself? Like you made the graphics and you got it like in all the directories. Like there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes to starting a podcast that I would have never known about. Totally. And I have to be perfectly honest that I, I, I think that if that episode of her show where she went through all those things had not happened, I probably wouldn't have done it. It just like, really though, like, because I had, I was like, I don't even know where to start. Like, like, how do you even, how do you make this go? Right. Like I had no idea. And so, uh, yeah, definitely. Well, I can definitely thank Carolyn for kicking our podcast into gear. I was like you, I had this idea in my mind for so long. And when I met her, um, I don't know, Carolyn, you might think you didn't know what to do, but you sure as heck did. I had <laughs> no were, idea what I was doing. You had taken a course oh and she'd been to the library and <laughs> she had lots of ideas, but it was a team effort for sure. Like we shared a lot of the um, planning. So kudos on you for launching your podcast and just diving right in there. I guess when the universe hands you the opportunity, you just have to go with it. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as like the graphics and stuff go, yeah, I do like I, I do it all myself, but I, but I mean, some of the, that sort of design work and stuff, like I normally, up until this year, I do the participant and the volunteer and the, the champions and training newsletters for Manitoba Marathon. Mm-hmm. So I had already been kind of like working with some of those types of things before. And so it wasn't, it didn't feel very daunting. Okay. So what do you like best and what maybe has surprised you the most in everything with podcasting so far over the last couple of years? Okay, so I'll start with surprising then. I would say the thing that surprised me the most was how many people said yes, like genuinely. Right? Yeah. My my second, well, obviously, so I, like I said, I had Kirsten and Charlotte on my first episode and, you know, that was great. Charlotte is a very shy person and does not like to do public speaking, but she did it anyway. So I love her for that. But then, I mean, for my next one, I thought, well, Sasha Golish is like pretty wicked cool. And so yeah. I just messaged her on uh, Instagram and she's like, sure. Which is crazy, right? Like, it's just yes. crazy. Wow. Like, he was just like, sure, little girl with the podcast, I'll come on your show, right? Like, it was crazy. <laughs> and so, and like, admittedly, some of the other people, uh, you know, like Dana, right? And Melindy, yeah. like, I had met them when they were in Winnipeg. And so right. I was able to just contact them and say, I don't know if you remember me, but da 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 da, and ask them if they would come <laughs> on the show, right? So obviously, some of that helped. And Ben helped me too a couple of times to get some contacts and stuff like that as well. But Honestly, like it has shocked me how many people are like, sure, no problem. Like, yeah, let's do it. Like these people that have these insane lives, they're just like, yep, no problem. So yeah, people are so generous with their time. It's just, it, that's been really surprising. Yeah. Very surprising. And what I like best about it, like I still get really nervous every single time before I do them. Every time I get really nervous and, and like sweat through a shirt every single time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> change, change my shirt when the show is over, right? So so I still get really nervous about it. But every time I get off the call, you know, if I'm at home or where, like wherever I, I get off the call and I'm like, Dana's so cool, right? Like, or whoever it was yeah. I was talking to, I'm like, Melindy's so cool. Oh, they're such yeah. a neat. Every single time I'm like, that person is the best. And I feel like I had just such a fun conversation. So I always, I always leave the call feeling very happy. 
Yeah. Well, that was one of the questions we were wondering is like, do you ever get starstruck? Like, oh, yeah. you get on the call with like all these people. But I think I've heard you say Krista Duchesne oh, yeah. is like your. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So tell us about when you interviewed her. Were you mildly starstruck? And right. how many shirts did you soak through that day? You would think two. Yeah. Like ring them out <laughs> afterwards. Uh, like, so I finished on my call with her and I went I went to pee immediately when I was finished and looked in the mirror and my face was like a tomato. I was like beat red just like I was so nervous the whole time I talked to her and I was so worried I was gonna make a mistake and I did make a mistake but she was very kind about it um so that one I was very nervous for when I interviewed Natasha Wodak I was super nervous um because she's so cool like she's so yeah, cool she is so cool <laughs> and then also when I interviewed Lanny Marchant I was also very yeah. starstruck because when I went to when I, I ran in Ottawa I don't remember 26. No, I don't remember which year. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I ran Ottawa race weekend and we went to the VIP area and I walked by her and I was like, oh my God, did you see who that was? That was Lanny Martian. And then I talked to her on the phone for an hour like that, like, you know, these kinds of things just sort of blow my mind sometimes for sure. Right. Well, you would never like, I think I've listened to all the interviews you just referred to and you would never know that you were nervous. Oh gosh, that's very kind of you. (laughs) Never know. (laughs) However, I do have a question because you said, you know, it shocks me how many people just say yes and and they they come on. Um, But in our experience, when we ask people, because same thing, like people are so, so generous with their time. We've had amazing guests and almost all of them say to us, really? Like me? (laughs) Like, I'm not that special. What, like, who in the world would possibly want to listen to my story? And I'm curious if that's ever happened to you when you've reached out. There was one um, master's athlete, and I won't say her name because it's not necessary, yeah, but yeah. Uh, she uh, is an incredible master's athlete, and she also is a nurse. And so she's been working through this whole time of COVID. And I contacted her, and I was like, do you want to be on the show? And she's like, oh, no, no, you don't want to tell my story. And I was like, are you kidding me? Of course I do. And so she hasn't been on the show yet, obviously, but that's something I'm working towards. And then there was another like, like elite runner that I had contacted. And she said, you know, I just get, I get too nervous. And I just, I, it's not for oh. me. And she didn't want to do it. Um, okay. And then I had one other one, again, I won't say who it was, yeah. but I had another elite athlete that uh, she rescheduled her interview and we did it on another day because she was so nervous that she didn't, yeah. she needed to like take a beat and then like, she's like, oh, just give me a day. We'll do it tomorrow. Like I just need another day to, to mentally yeah. prepare for it. So, so they're human as well. <laughs> they are human. And you know, the more we get to know all different, you know, types of runners and, and people who are elite, people who are everyday, who consider themselves everyday runners, their stories are all so much the same. You know, we're all, we're all just people yeah, running totally. because we love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there is a bit of homework involved though. When you bring a guest on the show, you, you need to know a little bit of background yeah. about them. And um, you clearly do a lot of homework on each of your guests. What's your process for learning about them in advance? Give us some tips. Uh, it's Google city lady. <laughs> But for sure, a lot of Googling and like Athletics Canada's website is like the Bible. Like it's very helpful to like look at all those um, dates and races and and placements and times and stuff like that. That's a good kind of reference for me. I use people's Instagrams obviously a lot and not just because I'm learning information from them, but I'm learning what they want to talk about, right? Like what's important to them, what stands out to them, what they want to talk about. 
but yeah, and then some like some people, I just end up doing crazy deep dives, and I'll just do hours and hours of research. And then others, mm-hmm. it's less so, right? Like others, it's like maybe they haven't been running as long, so there's less stuff to look for, or you know, that kind of thing. But but again, if they've been running for a long time, it's trying to figure out what to talk about, right? Like what what pieces, what angle, totally, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, our our Canadian women as you know, are like absolutely on fire. It is so fun to be a fan of the sport at the moment. And I know you've, we've already talked about this, like you've had a chance to speak with a lot of them, if not all of them. So how excited are you, fingers crossed, to be watching the Olympics this summer? So excited. So excited. (laughs) (laughs) You're just going to be like, I have to take a couple weeks off (laughs) so I can watch it full time. Much. Pretty much. So like just today, I interviewed Julianne uh, Staley. And yes. uh, I was like, Oh, my God, Julianne, you must be so excited. I'm so excited. And I'm not even going anywhere. Right? Like, just, <laughs> like so excited. And like, obviously, she hasn't punched her ticket yet. But um, she's certainly in a very good position uh, to she get is. to go. So uh, yeah, it's very exciting. And then, you know, like when they announced it was over the weekend, wasn't it? They announced that, you know, our marathon yes. ladies and that Andrea Sakafian's going to run the 10,000. And it was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And then I like messaged them all, way to go. I'm so proud of you. And they're probably like, yeah. why is this lady bothering me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it just shows that you're abs- like, you're not just doing this for a job, right? Like you legitimately are a fan of the sport. For and, sure. And yeah. It's, yeah, it's so fun to follow along right now. Yeah, yeah, it's very exciting. And, and hopefully it all will go through. But I mean, you know, it's mixed feelings. And I'm sure you guys feel the same way, right? Like there's a lot of people that are, are living there that are not necessarily too excited to have the Olympics come yeah. there. No, I hear you. Yeah. But I, you know, there's a big part of me that just feels like the Olympics are so hopeful. Like they're just an event that's based on hope and, and, mm-hmm. and we could use a little bit of that right now. <laughs> Absolutely. We could. Absolutely. Yeah. So do you have a dream guest list, like an Olympian dream guest list or otherwise? And if so, who's on it? Well, I do, I do have a running list of people that I want to have on the show, but I will say like all the people that were like, well, I just, I just mentioned, right. Those, those were the mm-hmm. ones where I was like, I got to get these people. And I've had them all, right? So I ha- I do have a list of other people that I-, I want to get on the show, but it's more like kind of groups of goals, right? Yes. I'd like to have a, a Paralympic runner and I am making some efforts to try and find someone, but I'm having a shockingly difficult time, mm. you know, having somebody on the show. And I'd like to have, you know, some more diversity as far as like someone who, you know, identifies as a, as a woman who isn't, you know, is mm-hmm. transitional or what, you know, some of those yeah. like, types of things to get everybody's experience because that's how I feel I just some diversity totally right and that's yeah. really important to me too and so trying to find some of those demographics where I'm like this is the kind of person I want to find it, it can be challenging sometimes yeah yeah for sure um given the name of your podcast is women run Canada I'm curious if you've ever interviewed anyone who is not Canadian <laughs> I have I have one oh. <laughs> I have one, but I think I can be forgiven this because um, I interviewed Alison Desir. Yes, yes. For 15 minutes. I asked her if she would come on the show for just a wee chunk of time. Uh, It's on my episode with uh, Corey Friedman. I asked her if she would come on the show for like 15 minutes to talk about because at the time, this was 
gosh, I think it was like the winter of 2019. And so it really was like before all of her work with, you know, with the Black Lives Matter movement and all that stuff Mm -hmm. really started. Like she was just, she was a runner who, you know, she created Run Harlem and she had created this, um, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a a women's uh, network. So the whole idea is if you are a woman who works in running in whatever kind of capacity, you know, you would join this network of like worldwide women in running and so that you can find other women like let's say you were going to you know host an event in whatever in Boise and you wanted to find a woman who did race timing right you could go through these kind of things and try and find Mm. to connect with people and so I wanted to have her on the show to talk about that because that's certainly pertinent for Canadians right we have a huge Mm -hmm. network of women working in our in our sport And so she came on and talked about that. And so I had messaged her again. Stalker Kirsten was at it again. I messaged her (laughs) after she had announced that she was writing a book. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Allison, I'm so excited for you. It's such a great, you know, it's so great and so exciting. And I said, you're the only non-Canadian I've ever had on the show. And she's like, oh, I'm so honored. And I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, (laughs) it's crazy now that she even gave me 15 minutes, but she's pretty incredible. Wow, you've got some great stories. So are there any aspects that, you know, of the sport, like, for example, track, that you had to educate yourself in a little bit more in order to be able to ask the great questions that you do? Oh, God, yeah. I had like zero track experience. And I think that if you look at the episodes of my show, like I had only interviewed like marathoners and road runners for a super long time because I was like, I don't know anything about track. I started running in my like deep 20s, right? Like I, I well, maybe I was 30 when I started. Anyway, doesn't matter. I was in my deep 20s when I started running, I think. And so like I didn't do track in school. Like I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. And so it definitely was a process of learning things as I went along. Like I was like, oh, before I had Jean-Vierre Lalonde, she's a steeplechase runner. And I was like, okay, well, let's figure out what the heck steeplechase is. <laughs> Like all these things, I I didn't know anything about track. And so, yeah, it really has just sort of been learning as I go, for sure. Mm-hmm. This is where Carolyn and I have a little bit of an edge because <laughs> we fill each other out that way. Usually, if there's something she's not aware of in, in my world, I can fill in the gaps and vice versa. But I suppose there are some areas we could still... Um, improve our knowledge on a eh, Carolyn? Oh, we can always improve. But I was just going to yeah. say like on the when we interview like ultra people, you notice yeah. I don't really say a whole lot. <laughs> well, I really, have you noticed that I'm not saying a whole lot with all the names you've been dropping? I'm like, <laughs> I kind of know what they do, but I'll just stay quiet right now. Uh, well, but Kirsten, you're not giving yourself enough credit because again, I had downloaded the Carla Del Grand episode, had no idea who she was. And I'm running along one day listening to that. And first of all, I was just like, it was blowing my mind, like left, right and center. I had to keep stopping and just being like taking it all in. But you would have never known that you weren't steeped in the world of track. I'll take it. That's awesome. (laughs) No, seriously. But also at the same time, like that was my entryway into learning a little bit more myself about track and ever since and that wasn't very long ago it was maybe November or December and ever since then I'm like I really am a quite fan of track the middle distances the sprinting like all of it so I have to thank you for that and much like you I was very much like road running road running road running and that was it yeah and so I'm kind of liking broadening my horizons with with you and with Kim 
and learning more about uh, what else goes on in the running world. So thank you. Well, I think that's amazing. And I like, you know, you and I had talked a little bit about that, about how after you listened to Carla's, I know you had talked on the show about how you got involved in master's athletics after that. And when I heard you say that, I was out for a run and I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Like literally stopped in my tracks. I'm like, that's so awesome. I'm so <laughs> glad that she did that. Because Carla, as you like, as you've heard, obviously, she's yes. so kind. And like it's like her life's mission to get more people oh, to yeah. try track. And so the fact that you said that, I was like, that is making Carla's dreams come true right now. Like that is what she yeah. wants. It was so sweet. You have to think like if you hadn't started the podcast and given people this platform to talk, it wouldn't have impacted me in this way. And think of all the rippling out, um, I guess yeah. is what I'm saying, from just having these platforms and asking people on and getting the courage to ask our dream guests and everything, even if they say no, you know? For sure. Yeah. And 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 like there are other, like obviously I didn't know a ton about ultra running or trail running so, so so much. And then, you know, I've had on people that do like DECA triathlons when I had uh, Shanda Hill on, right, with her DECA, which is insanity. Yes. Like, I was like, this is a real thing. People do this and don't die. <laughs> like, it's insane. <laughs> it's crazy. And one thing I love about your podcast, too, like, your laugh will make me laugh. And I'm sure people can hear it just in this episode too, but your laugh is very infectious. So I've messaged you a couple times after I listened to you on a run and been like, okay, your laugh is like the best. Like I was busting a gut like running today. So um, this may put you on the spot, but can you recall any story uh, from all of your past interviews that's really made you like laugh out loud? Oh my gosh. I, I don't know if laugh out loud, but like, no, not laugh, but like when Shanda was talking about, I don't know if you guys listened to that one, Shanda Hill, the one that does the, the DECA triathlons, she was talking about how she had these blisters on the bottoms of her feet. And she was talking about how these blisters were like so deep, they were like penetrating like an inch into the bottoms of her feet and that Ooh. they had to like lance them and drain them just so she could keep running the next day. And I was like... Um, what's happening right now? Like this, and she's like, "Oh yeah," I'll send. and she was so blasé about it. She's like, "Oh yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal." And she's like, "I'll send you pictures," and she did oh. send me pictures <laughs> of her feet. It was crazy, and she was like, "Yeah," and the pool was like burning off my skin, and you know, this other race I did. She's like, uh, "I can't." She had some kind of tear. She had a muscle tear, and she's like, "And I was thinking about childbirth, and I thought, oh, you know, childbirth was probably more painful than this, so I can probably just keep going." <laughs> And like she blew my mind and also you know like sometimes at the end when I ask like I just ask these like whatever rando questions at the end just to do something fun to wrap things up and sometimes I learn the most interesting things from that mm-hmm. part right like it's just you know you never know what people are going to say when you ask them things that are not necessarily about running <laughs> so you know we always come back to this as we start to close, you know, near the end of our podcast, um, because we are called the Inspired Souls podcast. We always like to ask our guests who or what inspires you. Usually we ask in your running or in your life, or I'll even ask you in your business and what you do at work, who inspires you the most and why? You know, I, I kind of, I touched on it a little bit talking about what things have been like for race directors this past year, these women that I've met you know, socially and through work, obviously, but seeing how people have stepped up this last year and just 
been a boss has really been incredible. And, you know, I think of somebody like Kirsten, Kirsten Fleming, who she's run Calgary, Kim. So she's, uh, she's out, out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, awesome. yeah, she, she stepped up in a ridiculously huge way. And just, um, you know, she's been working with the Canadian Endurance Sport Alliance, she put it together with some other people to find ways to, you know, let the government know about the impact that all the closures have had on on races and, and that kind of thing and the impact that it's had on the charities, right? If we can't raise, people mm-hmm. can't raise money for charities, which kind of gets forgotten, I think, sometimes. But the way they just stepped up and the way, you know, there's a group of race directors from across Canada, and not just the ladies, there's other people as well that come together once a week and they and they talk every single week just to keep everybody informed and keep everybody on the same page and so that everybody knows what's going on and they just keep that flow of information going and to watch all these races just work together for the common good has really been pretty incredible this past year. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned those because you're right. It's like we, we're all in our own little world sometimes and just like, Oh, this is how it's affecting me. Right. But it's, easy to forget that this is affecting our races and these races like some of them may not come back right and the charities that they are raising money for are impacted and and again it ripples out from there so thank you for bringing attention to that yeah that's exactly it carolyn is is that it's not just about those races and a lot of those races are put on by like you know one person right like volunteers are putting on those races and the number of races that they expect to not exist past this year it's just Mm -hmm. it's staggering and it's kind of it well it's not kind of it is it's sad very yeah it is Okay. Well, as we like to close out all of our podcasts, we will with you as well. We like to ask five rapid fire questions. Uh, We've given you a bit of a heads up as to what to expect. Are you ready to go? I am ready. I'm ready. I made notes, (laughs) girls. I'm ready. Awesome. Okay. Here we go. Uh, What is your favorite running mantra? Okay. So for this one, I would say this isn't necessarily my overarching for everything, but my friend Kara Lineweber, she is out in Alberta slash BC. She's an ultra runner and she also uh, is a race director as well. And she's an amazing human being. And she has had a mantra for herself this past year that's joy finds space. And Mm. I've, right. I have a sticky note on my computer that I'm staring at right now that says joy finds space. And just the idea that Things are not great a lot of the time right now, but there are always those moments and there's always those little bits of room. So that's the 2021 mantra right now. That one's going on my list. I love it. It's a good one. Yeah. Do you have a favorite place to run? So if you could just be dropped anywhere on the planet to run, where would it be? Yeah. Okay. So again, I don't think I have an answer for that. I feel like it doesn't matter where the place is as much as my mindset, right? Like if mm. I if I get out the door, wherever I am, and I'm like, this is going to be an awesome run. Like, and I'm just positive and like, maybe I have this podcast I've been waiting to listen to forever, or, you know, I have a great playlist or whatever. And I'm just like pumped and psyched and ready to go. Like that is great. I just, it doesn't necessarily matter to me so much where it is if, as long as I'm in the right headspace for it, I'd say. So you could be at Garbage Hill, garbage. but in the right headspace and you're good to go. Carolyn, our office now is like right by Garbage Hill. And <laughs> no. so I literally run Garbage Hill almost every day when I'm in the office, obviously. <laughs> like I run over it and keep going almost every day. Do you? Oh, yeah. that's awesome. I'm there a lot, but I can't say I've ever seen you, but I actually never run a lunch. Yeah. So well, there you go. Yeah, I run up and over. Like I go over it and keep going and then come back and then run over it and run back. Okay. So what is your bucket list race? Okay. Well, Chicago 
was definitely on it for sure. I've wanted to run that one for a while. And so Carolyn, we will. <laughs> we will. We will. Yeah. We'll see you there. But yep. <laughs> there's another one that somebody had told me about, and I don't actually, I can't fact check this. I tried to Google it before we started and I, I'm not a hundred percent sure if it still exists, but it's called the freaking fast marathon and it's Ooh. in Boise, Idaho. And so okay. it starts at the top of a ski hill and you run down the ski hill. Oh, that's my kind of run. A quad trasher. Right? Oh, I love downhill running. The Ooh. whole course is downhill. The whole course. And I am hella intrigued. I think it sounds like crazy. <laughs> well, I just Googled it right now, and it looks like it's set to go on September 9th of 2021. See, there you go. September 9th. The weekend after uh <laughs> you can head down there and run your own freaking sure. fast marathon. Yeah, right? But that one's definitely on the list. I'm like, man, that sounds crazy. We should do that, right? Like, oh, that sounds fun. Awesome. I love learning about all these new races. I've never oh, heard yeah. of that one. But yeah. Boise would be beautiful. For sure. For sure. Oh, yeah. it is. All right. Do you have a favorite running book or movie? Okay. So my forever favorite running book is Dina Casser's Obviously Let oh, Your yes. Mind Run. Because oh, high hello, five, girl. Yeah. Best book ever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I could read it a million times, and I have. And so that's the forever book. I just read Bravey, Alexis, Alexi Pappas' yeah. book. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. It was so good. And then I watched Track Town because she had talked. Yeah. So I watched Track Town. And it was also amazing. So <laughs> huge recommendations for both those. But I haven't watched the other one. The Olympic Dreams is her second movie. I haven't watched the second yeah, one. Yeah, that she actually filmed at the Olympics. Yeah, right? Yeah. I want to see that one too. I haven't seen that one either. Yeah. I'm I'm actually kind of proud of myself. As the trail runner of our duo, I told Carolyn about Track Town. Oh, Carolyn, <laughs> did you watch yes. it? I was watching this one night and I was like, you have to watch this movie. So good. So good. She's just amazing. Yeah. She's really just like, yeah. like stunning, like just like so captivating. Yeah, I've listened to her on a lot of podcasts and I'm like dying to read the book. I've... <gasps> put it on order at the library when it came out. And I think I was like 358th in line oh, or sure. something. So I still have a ways to go. <laughs> well, I have to say, and maybe this is controversial. I don't know. I listen to a lot of books on tape when I run. I listen mm -hmm. to them a lot of Me books too. on tape. And I listen to that yeah. one and Alexi Pappas reads it. Okay. So I download them from the library, Carolyn. You should like put right. yourself on the wait list for the, for the app for the library. I may have to do that. Yeah, okay. Love it. Good tip. Yeah, if it wasn't for audiobooks, I'd I'd never quote read. I get all my information. <laughs> so yeah. And the crazy thing is it, you know, in university I was not an auditory learner. I used to read out loud for my friends that were so oh. I could see the words and then they would hear them. And now I do all audio and that is the cutest That's thing crazy. I've ever heard. You used to read yeah. to them so that you would help them learn. Yeah. That's so I cute. did. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. Okay, so back to you. Um what what is your favorite post run in indulgence. Okay. So when you say post run, you just mean like not after a race. You just mean like it's Saturday and I did my long run and I want to have something. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So most Saturdays I go and meet Chris wherever, and then we run and then I come back. And when I'm driving home, I go to park line coffee, which is in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. It's just a little coffee shop and I get myself a nice Americano and I often will get a pain au chocolat. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Often we'll get that as well. <laughs> <laughs> but we're supporting local 
business, awesome. right? That's what this is yeah. about, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Emphasis on the often. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and eight months out of the year here in Winnipeg, you need to warm up after your run, right? Totally. So a little yeah. coffee and a little indulgence. Yeah, totally. Call you. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Kirsten, where can people find you if they're intrigued by this conversation? They want to listen to your podcast, point us to all the all the social channels. Um, okay, so I'm on Facebook, but I admittedly am not super active on Facebook. So I am there, but I don't do a ton on there. I do a lot on Instagram. So it's just at Women Run Canada. And my podcast is on like pretty much all the things, right? Like it's on iTunes, it's on Spotify, it's on Amazon Music, whatever it's called now and Google Podcasts. It's on all the things. So easy to find. Well, check it out, people. It is an awesome one. A lot of your uh, past guests are some of our dream guests. So we'll we'll just keep on asking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have any final thoughts you want to leave our our listeners with? Oh, gosh, no pressure. I think we're all just getting by right now. Keep getting by. Keep keep finding yes. your space for joy and keep getting by. Hang in there. We're all in this together, right? We are. Yeah. We are. Well, we just want to thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to talk with us tonight. This was so much fun. It was fun. And um, thank you for using your platform to elevate the voices of yes. our amazing Canadian women and just bringing such positivity and energy and enthusiasm to everything that you do. Oh, you guys are so kind. I hope to meet you in person someday. Yes, definitely. Start line, <laughs> ladies. Labor Day yes. long weekend. <laughs> there you go. Cannot wait. Thanks so much, Kirsten. Thank you guys for having me. It was very nice of you. I had a good time. 